Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money-saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Standing by is our buddy Mike Claiborne getting ready for our visit with Claibs. You hear him, of course, on Cardinal Broadcasts, and you also get to see and hear his great work and the work of his staff at ClaibsOnline.com. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about you all? Everything's terrific. Uh, well, uh, the Cardinals are 13 under, so it's not everything is terrific. But here in the show, we're having <laughs> no. a good time. No, that's uh, that. It, it's man. You know, it's unfortunate, obviously, and you know, it's it's something every night, it's, and it's like one play. You know, and it may not be the ninth inning. It may be in the seventh inning. You know, and it's just one play that that costs them, and. I guess the silver lining, if there is one, they're not getting blown out. They're not getting embarrassed. You know, they're not losing and having, you know, the second baseman come in and pitch the seventh and eighth innings. Uh, It's one of those things. I mean, think about how many times they had the winning or tie run at the plate in the ninth inning. And they just couldn't get it done. And, you know, then you think about, well, why are they in this situation? Well, something happened in the seventh or the eighth inning that they wish they could have back. So, you know, uh, when, you, when you're when you struggling, man, it, it's something different every day. They need a spark. I don't know what that is. I mean, I, I'm personally of the belief the answer to this team is not in the organization. Hmm. I think we've seen everyone that that can contribute, and that's not it. So, you know, what do you do? And I think that's something we have to wait and see how they're going to deal with this. Because we had a uh, segment earlier. We get a lot of texts from fans saying that this is on management and, and the manager isn't doing his job. And I'm of the, the thought process that the players are the ones that are, as you said, it's it's one player. It's one play each inning uh, or, or randomly in an inning that causes this game to go uh, in the direction that they wanted to go. Which one do you think carries more weight? Is it the manager or is it the players just performing better? I just think it's a lack of execution. Um, it, you know, from a manager coaching standpoint, this team is as prepared as anyone I've seen. Okay. They, they have a, a myriad of people who prepare every day. They get there early in the morning. They're there, the last ones to leave. And they don't leave many stones unturned. And they have different scenarios for different situations. Um, so I don't think it's, it's more a coaching or a manager thing. You know, now, if you want to say, well, you know, you took a guy, he only had 80 pitches or 85 pitches. You know, the conventional wisdom now is that, you know, you don't want to see young guys face a batting order the third time around. You know, the numbers, they go off the chart with regard to what teams are able to do. I'm of the belief, though, you got to have somebody pitch through it and pitch tough. So you get caught in between on the pitching front. But I think when you look at the other elements uh, I think this is more of a lack of execution and maybe in some cases lack of focus because there have been more mental mistakes than I think physical mistakes this year. Uh, and that's something we don't normally see. But it's not like they're not prepared or they don't know what's going on because, you know, they, they meet 
they have more meetings than you know the board of aldermen do. I mean, it's it's, it's something, and I think sometimes <laughs> you get away from playing because you're meeting and. You know, baseball, like any sport, and, and Kerry, you sat in how many squad rooms during the day, your course of your, your career, and you realize, man, there's more classroom work that goes into yes. me getting ready for a Sunday game than you would ever imagine. Yes. So think about this on a daily basis of the meetings and the preparation and everything that goes into it. Some people adhere to it. Some don't. Some just go out and play. And that's a, there's a very few guys who have that gift that don't need a meeting. But everybody else needs that edge, that advantage, in order to be able to be better than their opponent. Well, and Klaibs, your favorite holiday is coming up tomorrow, Flag yep. Day. So sure it, is. it is. So it, Flag Day tomorrow, what what are your thought processes on the uh, team? Flag and I know Day is uh, the 15th. Oh, is it the 15th? Well, it's not the 14th. 14th I'm sorry, you're yeah. right. I t- it I, is tomorrow. Hey, I, I, I have it marked on my calendar because I know it's your favorite <laughs> holiday. <laughs> Silly me. I, you know, because somebody called me yesterday and said, hey, I want you to come on the show. I'm like, no, I think we're traveling that day. But tomorrow is Flag Day. You are correct. It is. So what we're going to have, hopefully we're going to have, you know, Bob Nightingale is joining our staff. And we're going to try and figure out how to get him on during the course of the day because we have a day game tomorrow. So we'll have to figure out how we pull this off. But, uh you know, I think a lot of things that you see are things that we talked about from the start of spring training. Uh, one of the things I was big on, and I said it to you all on a number of occasions, I'd like to see a little bit more experience in the bullpen, especially uh, another closer with legitimate closing experience. Uh, and I, I stayed on that tip even going back to last year. And I, I still feel like that was a shortcoming with this team with regard to pitching depth. You know, we have a lot of guys out in that bullpen who are in their second, third year and haven't been through a, a war yet. And I think that, that catches up to you at some point, especially when you don't have a defined role. Uh, Klaibs, I'm going to move off of baseball here because I, I want to do it back in our day. Uh, I, I showed Kerry the, the – I've got the, the YouTube all fired up here. I haven't shown uh, Brooke yet. But people need to go to the YouTube and type in Tim Carney, K-E-A-R-N-E-Y, Tim Carney, Dave Hampton, and uh, see Ooh. what football used to be. <laughs> I love it. Uh, he was – you know, he was just a notch below the other perennial linebackers in that era. But you knew when the play was over, you knew you'd been hit. Okay, I mean, you were the last one back to the huddle. Uh, he he was he was ferocious. I mean, he didn't have a lot of range, but if you were within his, then you were gonna know it. You you were gonna know it. And, they, and the Cardinals didn't have that many good defensive players. That's the other thing. So that's another reason why he stood out. And this is a kickoff return where he clotheslined Dave Hampton and nearly took Dave Hampton's head off. Mm-hmm. And it yeah, was that, just, that's, that's the way football used to be. That's the way that was. Then, you know what the referee would say? The referee would say, all right, fellas, let's line it up. Let's all up. <laughs> <laughs> Business as usual, man. Nobody even thought about a flag then. And, and I, I think that we went from one extreme to the other now. I mean, you know, obviously some of those plays were out to injure in Maine. Uh, now it, it's it's to a point where you got to say you got to be kidding. This is football. Yes, uh, and, and we struggle trying to find that middle ground on what's really fair and safe compared to sending a message. And you know, you know what it's like. You you lay a guy out, you send that message to everybody else. Hey, listen, these guys came to play today, and uh, we better be prepared.
it's hard for me to watch football at times because they throw the flag when the quarterback gets, uh, you know, he just kind of swipes by him and bl- blows his breath on him too hard. They they throw the flag on the defender. I, I can't stand this this version of football that we're, we have to watch now. Well, try coaching it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you see that as well. Uh, there's got to be – there needs to be a summit of, of, of coaches and officials and, and people in the medical profession to sit down and figure out what actually should this game be about. Um, because I think we've, we've taken it to an extreme. I think the fear of lawsuits and the CTE and all the other things that we're, we're discovering uh, because medical technology has broken through and determined that, you know, some things aren't as safe as you think. But there needs to be a summit, though, where the players, the coaches, the medical staff, staff, you know, and the officials should all have a sit down and say, all right, listen, this is a great chance for us to reshape our game. And, you know, as they go into a new TV deal down the road and as they expand their brand, this would be a great time for them to sit out and do it and make it safe, but also make it fun and respectable. Hey, Claves, one other thing uh, before we get to what's going on at ClavesOnline.com. Four years ago this morning, we were all celebrating the Blues' first Stanley Cup. You were and are a long-suffering Blues fan. You'd, you'd gone through all the cursed stuff. You'd gone through Wickenheiser and the snipe hunt. You'd gone through Scotty Bowman. You'd gone through Judge Houston. You'd gone through all that stuff. So what was four years ago this morning like for Mike Claiborne? Well, I was still cramping up because I was dehydrated from crying the night before. <laughs> I, uh, you know, for me, not missing this game, missing games from day one, and as you mentioned, some of the the darker moments, and always the notion, don't worry, we'll get it, we'll be better next year. For that to unfold, it probably for me was the most gratifying and numbing thing in my career. Uh, I thought the Super Bowl was won because I've never seen a Super Bowl won by a St. Louis team. I've been part of World Series. I don't want to take anything away from that because that's hard also. But for over 50 years of waiting till next year, and not only do you win, you go to Boston, okay? And this is a team that the last time we were in the finals against them, you know, Bobby Orr scored 10, uh, 30, 40 seconds in the overtime. And, you know, that's a memory I'll always remember. So to beat Boston, a good team, well, you have to be a good team to get to the finals. But, uh, man, it, it was it was one of the most rewarding things I've ever been part of. And it's so fragile, and we're so lucky as St. Louisans and Blues fans that they won that game because look what happened to San Jose after they went to the finals or Nashville after they went to the finals or uh, – you know, myriad other teams, the the Rangers, when they went against the Kings, that just never get back and wind up going down to the bottom. Yeah, you know what? You're right. And and I I give the Blues and the Washington Capitals a lot of credit. You know, they, they could have rolled over this year, but they stay competitive uh, because getting at the end of the line is no fun. Um, and, you know, we, we're not used to that either. So it, it's, it, it's really hard, man. This Stanley Cup, man, this is the hardest trophy in sports to win. And, you know, there's a lot of body parts spread all over these arenas that, that will tell you why. Um, and to try and do it back-to-back or like what we've seen with Tampa, who's found a way to get into the finals a lot over the last few years, it just says a lot about an organization and the dedication of players and coaches and believing in their system. But eventually it catches up to you because you, you when you think about how many games you play and then you have a short summer, and here we go having to do it all over again, 
it catches up to you. I, I think the shelf life of the team in the National Hockey League is no more than four years. I'm with you. And you have, you have to start over. Yeah. Uh, and, and you have to move players that you don't want to move um, because you, you need to try and stay relevant. And, you know, Detroit used to do that a lot. And then all of a sudden they started, you know, they, their draft choices that they were getting late in the second round or whatever uh, just didn't pan out. Uh, the Blues have been smart enough to stay away from that. But at some point, you know, you have to figure out how do we bridge that gap. And this will obviously be a critical year uh, for the draft and certainly the offseason on what they're going to do as far as making sure they stay relevant. And by the way, Claves, uh, one of the crunch- crunching things, you go back that, to that 96 team. Wayne Gretzky, Hall of Famer at center. Brett Hull, uh, right wing Hall of Famer. Glenn Anderson, left wing Hall of Famer. Chris Pronger, Al McKinnis on defense Hall of Famers. And then obviously Grant Fuhrer, Hall of Famer between the pipes before he got hurt. I don't know that anybody's ever, uh, well, the, the, I guess the Oilers teams did, but uh, no St. Louis team ever put a, a group of players like that out on the ice? No, no. I mean, you had to go back to, to the 70s when Montreal you know, ran out all those Hall of I think they had like 11 guys from, from those 70 teams, the 70s teams that got to the Hall of Fame, maybe even more. But you just don't see that. Um, and, and especially you don't see it when you have that many guys and you don't win. That that's what's even more staggering, um, but you know it's it's a different game now. Um, you know I think it, it's spread out a little bit more where Seattle can find themselves playing as long as they did. You know, and they yeah. just walked in the league last year, and Vegas did the same thing a few years ago. Uh, but it, it's a budding league uh, because it's a global. I mean, they're getting players from everywhere, and I think the challenge now is finding enough coaches. I mean, we, we, we're recycling coaches at an alarming rate. Uh, if you if you can uh, dust off Mike Babcock, who apparently nobody likes, and make him a head coach again, I'm not sure what that says about the talent, the coaching pool, uh, because you have to have guys who get it and who can get the players. You you have to be able to coach up three or four guys, and then everybody else will follow. If not, then you'll be back um, somewhere else as an assistant or somewhere out of the league. And it's the shelf life of an overripe banana. I mean, both guys this year in the finals are first-year coaches with their teams. Paul Maurice recycled, first year with the Panthers, and uh, Cassidy with the Vegas, first-year guy recycled. And so it's the nature of the sport, unfortunately. Claves, what do we got going on with Claves Online? Well, this week, uh, you know, with this being Flag Day, we'll have Bob Nightingale, who's part of what we do now from USA Today, talking about not just the Cardinals, but what's going on in baseball. Dr. Rick Lehman, his podcast comes your way on Thursday. Uh, we also have uh, a couple of other things we are working on. We have lunch with Claves and Joe. And uh, we have a sit-down with Nick Lagone from uh, the Ascension Charity Classic, and we're going to be doing something with him on a regular basis. And obviously what took place between Liv and the PGA is a, is a subject this week. So we have enough stuff going on this week. And Weekend Joe, he's got his podcast as well. So if you're looking for something to listen to and something to check out sports-wise, uh, I would suggest you start with us and you'll probably finish with us. Claves, it's always good to hear your voice. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it, and we'll see you soon. Well, happy Flag Day to everybody in advance. <laughs> you bet. Take care. <laughs> Mike, Mike Claiborne on 101 ESPN. You can hear him on the Cardinal broadcast tonight on the Cardinals Radio Network.